after after this episode. Okay. <laughs> I will Stay be- tuned for our special snuggle stream. Hi everybody, I'm Jim. I'm Ryan. And this is the Concept Crucible Podcast. And this is In the Middle Moving Podcast Time. Yep. Yeah, I have managed to successfully clear enough space in my new place for this framed shot. Mm -hmm. Because everything outside of it is boxes and disarray. It reminds me a little bit, there's a a couple... um, strips of Calvin and Hobbes where he's talking about like falsifying his life for his autobiography and he, so he's talking to Hobbes and he's like see take a picture of me because I've cleared away this half of my bed and so now you can just take a picture of me in my clean bed and Hobbes is like isn't this fraud and he's he's like running off uh, off panel saying wait let me comb my hair and get a tie <laughs> so it's kind of like our podcast is a little bit like that where you know if we were to pan around it'd be a box fort yes also, you've combed your hair and you have a tie. I do. Oh. So I'm Calvin and you're Hobbs, my imaginary best friend. Which is weird because I think in every other situation, I am Calvin and you are Hobbs. I dig. I'm not a, I'm not uncomfortable with that. <laughs> so there is no icebreaker for today because today is all icebreakers. We're just going to do a lightning round icebreaker grab bag thing because you had this idea this morning. And I was like, I haven't slept in two days. Yes! Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Yes, yeah, so thanks to signupgenius.com, I found a list of 100 funny icebreaker questions. I tried my best not to look at any of the questions ahead of time, so I don't know if they're actually funny. I was just about to say that I haven't looked at any of these questions, and they better be funny. I only wanted a list of 100 questions so that we could have two D10s to randomly determine what questions we answer. Yep. Um Featured in the dice tray that I laser cut uh, for Ildaren Tales. Find our D&D game at ildarentales.igloocommunities.com. Um, it's a, and this is my John Harbour quote, talk shit, roll crits. <laughs> it's the important thing to do. All right. All right. What's what the first got? question? 55. 55. Good. Already ro- rolling those doubles. What commercial jingle gets stuck in your head all the time? Oh. Oh, I had an answer for this. Yeah, so did I. Oh. I can't remember it now. <laughs> it gets stuck in your head right up until the moment when you have to answer on a podcast like, and you don't have cause it. Because there's a couple, and I don't even, like, I don't watch TV, and I don't listen to the radio, and, like, YouTube doesn't really do jingles. Yeah. But there's a couple. But, like, Sleep Country Canada is definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, Pizza Pizza, which is... Pizza Pizza? Not necessarily a sponsor, but we are but, definitely but it, enjoying some of their food for the podcast. We have in four seasons ordered enough pizza that we have earned $16 in loyalty points. <laughs> so, yeah. the For Meyer, it's the 667-1111 full yeah. Pizza Pizza. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. No, that's definitely a thing. All right. That that counts. Yeah. Sleep Country is mine. It's It was all over the radio when I was a kid. Yeah. And you're tired right now, so you really want to sleep. Yeah. All right, next one. <laughs> All right. Uh, 79. If you could switch places with anyone in your fa- in your family for a day, who would it be? Uh, my cousin Brad, because I'm super curious about his life, uh, but not curious enough to actually talk to him. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, man. We, we're very different. My family and I, we're all very different people. Um, but Brad is probably the mo- the person I have the most in common with. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also, like, I think both super introverts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we've never really, like, connected on that. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm super curious, and it, and and it looks like he hangs out with really cool people. I'm trying to think of somebody that I don't spend enough time with that I'd want to switch switch spots with. Uh, well, if you don't spend enough time with them, you're still not going to spend more time with them because they're going to be in your spot. Well, I'm trying to think of somebody that. That's the other thing. I think Brad would make some really cool content. Yeah. Um. Um. I guess right now my cousin Sam, her and her boyfriend are in Vegas. I guess I would want to do that because I've never been to Vegas. Just getting on the Vegas the, the Vegas train. Yeah. See, well, see, see, the thing is, I'm not really a big gambler, and I don't really like the heat, so it's only because she's gone away somewhere that's not here. <laughs> Terrible answer, I know, but... You're a monster. I am a monster. Next. Right. 61. 61. What could you never leave the house without? Can't be your phone, keys, or wallet. Ooh. Ooh, like, like yeah, like uh, assuming regular pocket stuff aside, uh, I never leave the house without a pen, mm-hmm. um, and I never leave the house without a bunch of USB keys, mm-hmm. just because they're on my key ring. So I guess I don't know if that counts, but but yeah, like pens. People are always like, "Do you have a pen?" And I'm always like, "Yes," and I'm a sufficiently shitty pen snob that I have like dollar store rollerball pens. But they're rollerball pens, and I like them. Mm-hmm. So, mine is always, and it's not in my breast pocket because it's on the shelf over there. My pen and my notebook. Are you your field notes? My field note notebook. Um, I use field note, or I don't use field notebooks if I don't have any. But otherwise, it's almost always going to be a field notes. Mm-hmm. But that's not really an interesting question or an interesting answer. So instead, I talked to, about this in one of the vlogs that I did. I tend to always leave with my. Memento Mori challenge coin. Yeah, I I was wondering what your face would look like when I showed you that. I know what a challenge coin is. Yeah. I don't remember why you have one. Is it from cadets? No, this is from, and of course you're going to roll your eyes, uh, the guy who puts out the Daily Stoic. Okay. So this is one of That's... the this is one of the products that he developed to, to sell, you know, to make money, obviously. So yeah, the Memento Mori coin on the back from Marcus Aurelius. You could leave life right now. Okay, so that is not at all my understanding of how challenge coins work. It's not. It's not a traditional challenge okay. coin in the sense of hey, you're in the military or something. Do you produce everybody your challenge show their coin, coins and then otherwise you buy? So yes, I don't. I fully do not expect to ever run into somebody who would be able to take part in this challenge coin. But it's you know it's like a challenge coin. I mean, it's the same size. Super weird. Nicely and cool. engraved. Yeah, so I know because that's, I'm such a weird Stoics, stoicism that's person. weird. I dig yeah, it. I yeah. dig it. I knew you'd like that. Well, like it or like roll it's, your eyes. No, no, me. that's some deep wizard shit. I yeah. dig it. So I carry it around with me now. It makes me happy. Okay, next. Uh, what do we got? 53. 53. What food could you not live without? Cheese. <laughs> After going vegetarian? Well, that's the thing too. Like, like when you're when you're a veg head, especially like I'm 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 kind of like low carb. Mm-hmm. So cheese is cheese is my lifeblood mm-hmm. because it's it's high in calories, high in fats, low in carbs. Mm-hmm. It's basically free in terms of that. And if I'm like low on energy, I can just eat cheese. Yeah. Um. So yeah, cheese cheese is like the backbone of my mm-hmm. my like lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I think coffee for me is a cop-out, so I'm going to say popcorn. 
Mm, like, pop, solid choice. Solid yeah, choice. I think I think popcorn because I'm one of those guys that gets like the thing of kernels, the seasoning, and I I put so much seasoning on it that I usually kill all the skin cells in the the top layer in my mouth. Yeah, which is not healthy, and I'm probably gonna get cancer with it. But I really love super powerful. It's flavor. interesting that neither of us picked a meat, and neither of us picked bacon. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess we're a cut above the the average. <laughs> <laughs> Meat puns aside. All right, twenty six. Get past all the ads. What's the funniest animal you've ever owned as a pet? So I've had a lot of cats. I don't know if we've talked. I think we've talked about it once or twice. I used to foster cats. Yeah. And technically, I didn't own them, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I I did the math one time, and over the course of ten years, I had. About a thousand cats. Jesus. Like, well, because they just they come in in batches of kittens and they grow up a little bit and then you adopt them out to, mm-hmm. to people. I work, I work with a nonprofit. Well, give, give it some context. Over what period of time? Over ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like over over the course of ten years, and I mean, and that was like a like, admittedly a ludicrous amount of cats. Like, I had, my spare room was full of cats. I had volunteers coming in and out, that kind of thing. Like, it was. It was a whole like nonprofit operation. It wasn't just me in my house owning cats. Mm-hmm. But the result is that we have a lot of silly cats mm-hmm. come through. And the funniest one, by far, is Hitler Cat. Oh, okay. His real name was Hutch. Um, Likely not Huck. No, no. And he was unfortunate enough to be born. With a as a black cat with a white face and a Hitler mustache, so naturally, it referred to him only as Hitler cat. <laughs> and uh, the people who, who who ran this nonprofit that I worked with, they would come by and take pictures for the like the cat books and things like that mm-hmm. um, for adoption stuff. And they, they're like, "Don't, don't call him Hitler." And I'm like, but he looks like Hitler. And I'm like, you don't call, don't, don't call him that. So the couple that adopted Hutch came into my home one evening, and they're looking at him, and he's like, he was a really chill, cool cat. Mm-hmm. Like, he was fine. He was just had a Hitler mustache, and he wandered up to them, and they were like, it's a Hitler cat. And I was just like, yes, because <laughs> Hutch was a Hitler cat, um, but he was otherwise a very nice cat. Uh, mine shouldn't be too much of a, of a surprise to say Gus is probably my funniest <laughs> pet. Uh, anything from his puppy freakouts to taking him out on the lake and uh, putting a life jacket on him and making him go fetch a banana-shaped, vaguely boomerang-looking football thing. And then, I don't know, I, I always get a, a huge... It's just everything from your Instagram. Everything, everything from, from my Instagram. Instagram. The thing I love, like, the, like, that makes me laugh whenever we're out with him on the lake is his uh, his life jacket has a handle on the back, obviously, so you can kind of pick him up. Yeah. So when we're done with fetch, because he'll constantly be going after the thing, you have to, like, hide it. So we usually... I will stick it into the handhold, and then I'll rotate it up so it kind of looks like these weird yellow fairy wings <laughs> coming out of the back of his out of his life jacket. It just amuses me Fair. a lot. Fair. Or how he retrieves rocks out of the lake, just like <laughs> pulls it up and brings it to shore. Thanks, bud. Yes. Thanks. 
That's weird. Yeah. Next. 31. 31. What's the worst job you've ever had? Worst job? Oh. I have had a lot of weird jobs. I mean, I mean we did the Weird Job podcast. Uh, I mean, and in the course of that, like, every like everyone's career will have a worst job. Mm-hmm. I don't know what mine is. I can't think of one that I would say is objectively bad for me. I do know. Uh-oh. Um, I worked at a subway. Um, I worked at a subway twice in my sort of career. Uh, and the second time I worked at a subway, I only worked there for a week. Because they had just opened up. And I, and I had like just started university the term before. It was my first term, I think, in full-time university. And they were like, awesome. So we need you to work seven days a week for ten hours a day. <laughs> and I was like, I need the money, but I don't need the money that bad. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do that and maintain my, my class schedule. Mm-hmm. And they were like, alternately, seven days a week. And I'm like, pass. Um, that was probably my worst job. Because mm-hmm. all my other jobs were like, I mean, some of them were kind of shitty, mm-hmm. but they were all pretty decent, and they, I at least value the lessons they taught me. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably my worst job was the two weeks I spent detasseling corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, I only left that job because my brother said that he didn't need to return the next week. I'm like, well, if I wouldn't say he was fired, just that he didn't need to return. I'm like, well, if he's not coming back, I'm not doing this shit. So I guess penny saver was a pretty was a pretty bullshit gig. Uh-huh. Yeah, when I was like ten, delivering the penny saver. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> you got to insert it all on your own, eh? Oh, yeah, it's awful. Oh. I'm so glad that we have the internet now. <laughs> All right, what do we got? 88. Rocking them doubles. If you were, I'm going to say Prime Minister. If you were the Prime Minister, what would you change about the decorations Oh, in the White House, uh, in Parliament Hill? Uh, I would include vastly more First Nations and Indigenous peoples, and I would probably knock a bunch of shit down. Like that uh, fucking statue of uh, Samuel de Champlain on uh, the hill overlooking Parliament. I would say that that counts as a decoration on Parliament Hill, and I would knock that motherfucker into the St. Lawrence. I think these are supposed to be funny questions. I'm, I don't even know how to follow up with that. A, because I don't know enough about Parliament Hill. And B, I don't... I was... I was, Ottawa, I was in Ottawa. I was in Ottawa in April, and I and I for like just before Canada One Fifty. Yeah. And so Ottawa was gearing up for it, and I remember down the hill, across a park, like like across a little cove, uh, right, sort of at the base of the apartment buildings, hiding in a bush, is a bronze statue of an Ashinaabe, Ashinaabe, um, scout. And I know that that's what the statue is. I mean, because it, it looks like a, a sort of stereotypical First Nations brave that you would see in, like, a cowboy movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something out of James Fenimore Cooper. And, but the title of on the statue is Ashina Abe Scout. And I'm like, and he just looks like he looks a little despondent and he's looking out and... If you follow his gaze, he's looking up at this big, huge, 
monument to uh, Samuel Champlain. Oh, now I'm second guessing myself. It might be Jacques Cartier. Um, but uh, I'm like, this guy didn't even get a name, mm-hmm. and he lived here. These guys didn't discover shit. And they got a huge monument. No, we fixed that. That's what we do if I'm Prime Minister. We fix that. Yeah, I really don't know how to follow that. Um, <laughs> Turns out I've actually spent some time thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a picture of the sculpture on my phone. I'm trying to think of something funny to say. Sorry. Uh, because this is supposed to be a funny light thing. Um... I would, I don't know, let's see, what would I change about the decorations in in Parliament Hill? I think I would make every room a theme room. <laughs> I don't know what the themes would the, probably themed be. Themed around different sections of Robert's Rules of Order. Maybe. Uh, or just, you know, every... It's kind of hard because... Are there stereotypes of every province? I think you could come up with enough stereotypes to have, like, the BC room, the Alberta room. Just go listen to Out for a Rip and just blast that in every room. Maybe. Yeah. Or or I'd have to probably go and rewatch like, Royal Canadian Air Force or this hour is 22 minutes to pull out interesting things from there. Go play, go play The Long Dark. Yeah. Okay, let, new question, because I suck at this question. Uh, 25. 25. What's the funniest thing that ever happened on your family vacation? I don't have family vacations. Um, so just vacation in general? I literally have no idea. Nothing springs to mind. Most of my vacations I spend at home, making videos and editing videos. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. What would I want to say on a podcast? Right? Yeah. What's the funniest thing ever on a family vacation? Too late. Next. Yeah. 40. 40. What's your funniest talent or untalent? Uh, comedy. Is that a talent or an untalent? Uh, I would regard that as a talent. Okay. I always think of, uh, I was the best man in, in a, a Ryan's wedding. And uh, I met his family for the first time at the rehearsal dinner. And I was also emceeing the wedding. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, I, they say, Ryan says you're going to be our MC because you're funny. And I'm like, sure. Because, I mean, I guess I'm kind of funny, but I don't really think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they immediately followed that up with, Tell us a joke. I'm like, I don't really. How do you get an elephant in a refrigerator? How do you get an elephant in a refrigerator? You open up the refrigerator, you put inside, you put the elephant in. Oh, <laughs> it's a whole long, it's a whole thing. Uh, funniest talent, funniest talent. I don't know, funny. If you don't say Gus voice, I'm going to be disappointed. I mean, yeah, Gus voice, or just some of the weird things that I end up doing when I overthink stuff, and the plate <laughs> and the places I go when I overthink it. Did I tell you that I got called at work? Like uh, two chairs were telling me that I was vastly overthinking a problem when it, when it came time to scheduling a, a student's timetable. 
Like, you're just overthinking of this. I'm like, I don't know. I want to give this student the best possible educational experience. You're overthinking this. Probably. Overthinking is your untalent. Yeah. I, it's, well, the worst is when I played um, Magic. When I... Because my friends refer to it as huckling it. Uh, well, my nerd friends refer to it as huckling it when I read the first line and assume I know what the rest of the card says. Ted saw that yeah, in, in, yeah, yeah, in person. Yeah. Where I would just... And that happened with Scry, for example. I would Scry 2 and then draw a card because... I don't even remember which card I was. I thought I was doing, and I was doing another That's card. Serum visions. Yeah, the the card I thought card. it was was scry to draw a card, and I was playing just the scrying card, mm. and I didn't realize it. And I'm like, oh, I'd play that like for one blue. And someone's like, That's a really good card for one blue. Looks at it, and it's like, there's no draw a card. Oh, I thought it was a part of scry. Mm. So I, it's probably not funny to to our huckling it. You're on talent. Yeah. Uh, Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. Actually, you're right. I was a huckling in. What after-school activity did you quit as a kid and why? Oh, God. I quit so much stuff. Uh, my funniest is probably I quit drama because there was no... I, I decided that there was no money in drama. Um, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the real answer was I, I was, like, super busy getting thrown out of school and skipping class. But I was, like, I wanted to not do drama because I had decided there was no future or money in drama um and i think part of that had to do with like anxiety and body image shit Mm -hmm. but the hilarious piece was i wanted to get good grades so i could go to university and become a parapsychologist and what i wound up doing was getting two philosophy degrees (laughs) it's about the same yeah i'm like but i but drama oh no no. No. No room in my heart for it. I don't know if I quit this or if it just folded. I remember we were trying to get an anime club started at school. Sweet. I don't remember if I just stopped showing up or if if it, actually we only met a handful of times. Because I think it was one of those clubs where you just get together and you just watch anime. Mm-hmm. I'm so. familiar. I would I, I don't know I'm probably, I'm probably it probably just folded and I didn't realize it but alright let's do two more alright 77 three sets of doubles if you had to be an animal which animal would you be I hate this question people ask this question in job interviews you yeah. realize that yeah like with the expectation that, that they're going to learn something I want, um, to, I want to find out your psyche uh, my answer is dragon dragon I mean, when in doubt. Something flying for me, but hmm. not dragon, probably. Albatross. Albatross. <laughs> the flying fish from Super Mario Brothers. They didn't really fly, though. They just, just had nice parabolas. It's, it's one of those things where I have been asked that question in a job interview once. Shockingly, I did get the job. But they were like, what kind of animal? And I'm like, dragon. And they're like, that's not a real animal. I'm like... But you recognize that it's an animal. That's not a real question. So, so we're even. I want to be a homo sapien. The rational animal. (laughs) Uh, Man man is a a featherless... What is it? Uh, Featherless, flightless biped? Yeah. Because Diogenes runs in the room holding a plucked chicken being like, Behold! A man! It's my Diogenes voice, and I'm sticking with it. Deal. Uh, Two. Our last one. Let's make it good. 
Who was your childhood actor or actress crush? Uh, Did we, we talk about we that? Talked about, ja- so we talked about this with Jackie? Yeah. Um, so let's do another, yeah, let's, a different let's skip one. That so one. we'll link to the episode where we talked about it. Mine was Jordan from the back, Jordan Knight from the Backstreet Boys. I forget who yours was. I mean, it could be any number of people, like Kimberly from Power Rangers. I believe that's exactly who it was. Or it would have been Princess Mia from the Princess Diaries. Oh, no, it was totally Princess Mia. Yeah. Right, you went on at length. We were both... Astounded. Yeah. Uh, thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah. Willing to that was that was romance, I believe. Uh, this one's your strangest talent. The... We've already talked about. Oh, bored. Junior. Yeah. These questions are not impressing. Sixty seven. No. Maybe I should have read them before, but that would have killed it a little bit. Have you ever lied about an interest or talent to impress someone? What yes. happened next? Uh, I have never been. I have definitely done that. Because I was, I also was the age where you do stupid bullshit to impress people, and the answer was, they almost certainly didn't believe me, but they, in I think almost every instance, never called me on it. They never, they never told me I was full of shit, and I think that at the time I was like. Yeah, I'm totally getting away with this. I was not getting away with that at all. Are you going to elaborate what that was? I don't it, like, dude. I lied a lot when oh, I was okay. in my in my like teens. Mm-hmm. I was I was a pretty good liar, but not about that, and not to impress people. I fucking can't. I, I can't narrow it down. Um, weirdest talent I lied about. I don't know, maybe the ability to operate a submachine gun. That is really weird. Seventeen-year-old Jim thought it would be really impressive. Seventeen-year-old Jim had some problems. Yeah. How about you? I'm trying to think of something that's more interesting than... Uh, You're an honest man. Yeah, well, this is this is pretty much what every like philosophy student, where they just they speak as if they know what they're talking about and they're smarter than what oh, they that's are. Not, that's not, that's not, that's not lying. That's being full of shit. Okay. George Carlin will tell you the difference. Yeah. Or, that was or, literally or, the day that Ryan and I met. Or Harry Frankfurt um, yeah. talked about that That's bullshit. Well. That's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of at least an interesting, like a, a novel. You ever or... tried to impress a crush with with your, like not just with your expertise, but with your claim to, to fame at, I don't know, I can't think of a thing you're not good at. I'm not good at a lot of things. The problem is, is uh, up until, say, maybe five or six years ago, I didn't realize it, but I realize it now that I was a trademark nice guy. Mm -hmm. So I just did a lot of stuff Fair. not particularly proud of. Fair, fair. Let's exit this this awkward point in our history. I've just dropped a die on the floor, so we'll get one more as a bonus. Zero. So 100. Well, let's... Oh, yeah, definitely not 100. Last and possibly least, the corniest icebreaker ever. How much does a polar bear weigh? They even tell you just enough to break the ice. That's stupid. The answer is eight. Okay, last one. Yeah. Number eight. What did you get into the most trouble for with your parents as a kid? Waving knives at other kids. Why would you do that? I don't even know. Like, it it was one of those things where, like, I distinctly recall... Not wanting to do it to be aggressive or out of any ill will. I just had a lot of ideas as a kid. And I didn't have a good handle on managing my behavior. Like, 
I never, I never attacked another kid with a knife. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a whole thing, and I got the the police were involved. I got so much trouble. That is almost certainly the thing I got in the most trouble for. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, learned a bunch of lessons. Yep, I, yeah. Nobody, nobody got hurt. Many apologies were made. Um, some of them were sincere. I sometimes think that anytime you tell me about your childhood, it's full of shit because of how nice of a person you are. Now. I promise you that anytime <laughs> on this podcast, when I have talked about my childhood, I have been powerfully honest. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Either that or you're like a huge, what, sociopath? You're very good at That's, lying. That seems deeply <laughs> unlikely. No. Uh, mine's probably the time that I tried to happy Gilmore a shot when I was out at my grandparents' place with a putter of all things. Took a swing, cracked the ball, it hit the giant C-band satellite dish that we had out back, or that he has out back, and uh, my grandfather's like, oh, what was that? I, nothing, tried to hide it, and he noticed what it was, and so he took the golf club, snapped it over his knee, gave me a whack in the backside with it, and (laughs) gave it to me and sent me inside. Jeez. Yeah. That was probably the thing I got most in trouble for. I never, like, broke a window or, or hit a thing or anything like that. Well, to my knowledge, I didn't break it. But the time I did break something is when I jumped in the front seat of the van and I somehow disengaged the bra- uh, like the park into reverse and it slid down the hill. That like, sounds unfortunate. Well, it went right into a transport truck and it put a hole about yay big in the back quarter panel. We couldn't go to African Lion Safari after that because the monkeys would peel the duct tape and get inside the car, they said. <laughs> I was sad about that. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, this has been a fun lightning round. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not as funny as I think I am when I'm on, on camera. Definitely definitely both harrowing, but but comforting to my tired brain. <laughs> oh, But, uh, no, next time we will be broadcasting from our new set, which will be in the new studio. I'm looking forward to it. I am also looking forward to it, because I haven't put any of it together yet. <laughs> but, uh, in the meantime... You can find us on Twitter at Wootsuit, Facebook at the same, WootsuitRiot.com or .ca, because we are in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, and on Patreon if you want to support our work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm Jim. I'm Ryan. And we're signing off. Stay awesome. Yes. I, well, I was going to say, I will leave and you can sleep, but I, apparently not. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's not how it works for the shipping. Yes. <laughs> there may very well be somebody who has already shipped us. <laughs> <laughs>